Hey everybody, just real quick before the show started, uh, this is Steve, and I just wanted to let you know, for all the latest information on our podcast, hit us up on Twitter at EILF Movies, that's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art, or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday, or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict. Uh, basically, Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy. With a one-life plot holes a gratuitous movies. It's time to get busy with your friend Stephen Izzy. Oh, raining again. You want to do something this evening? Of course. Not, well, not this evening. It's raining now. I want to get out now. How about taking in a new movie? Okay. What'd you have in mind? Hey, babe, what do you think of Clint Eastwood? Oh, I think of him a lot. <laughs> this squirrel's ripping off peanuts, ain't you, squirrel? <laughs> Can you imagine Clint Eastwood punching out a wise guy or laying out a bunch of guys who get out of line? Well, of course I can. Can you picture him falling hard for a sweet young thing who's got her eye on him? Oh, sure, that's easy. How about him fighting for money? Well, uh, yeah, I guess so. Can you see him allowing a woman to beat up on him? Oh, now you're putting me on. In my thoughts, you're always with me. Well, what do you think of Clint Eastwood confiding his deepest, darkest secrets to an orangutan? It comes to sharing my feelings with a woman. My stomach just turns to royal gelatin. Well, what do you think now? Now you're really kidding me. It's no joke. It's Eastwood like you've never seen him before. In a new film called... Every which way but lose, you turn me. Every which way but lose. Inside the fire's burning me. In my mind, you just keep burning me. There can't be too many guys driving around this valley with an ape. Hey, you like to fight? Oh, I used to. Better than anything. Well, almost Stop that, you... Baboon. No respect. No privacy. Every which way you look, there's action, adventure, and fun. Clint Eastwood will turn you... Yeah! <laughs> People, that is not a fake commercial. That is the commercial for this movie. And what um, movie is that, babe? Oh my god, any which way but loose. Every which Sorry, way. Sorry, every which way but loose. Not to be confused with any which way you can, which is the sequel. Uh, but we'll get there. Super sexy sequel, September Return. <laughs> <laughs> but first, I'm Steve. And I'm Nessie. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from Movies. <laughs> Almost as bad as that commercial. Almost. Was that Casey Kasem? I don't. I'm, probably not. It it's definitely sounds do, like it's him. Yeah. Doing a Casey Kasem. It's a radio right? voice. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know anything about radio voices. That's <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash EILF Movies. <laughs> but babe, I think I'm a little sober for this. Talk about this movie a little bit. <laughs> we are both um, super sober for this movie. What do you have to drink? I have. 
a 32 ounce growler <laughs> to get us through this movie from Ocean View Brew Works in Albany, California. This is a Red Flyer IPA, 6.6% alcohol by volume. Bam. Ocean View is a little mom and pop brewery. They're amazing. We've met the ma and the pop and their ma and pop. And their ma and pop, yeah. They make pizza sometimes. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So I'm excited for this. I'm going to pop the top. Oh, my top. Oh, that's a full growler. Nice. Steve, that is like... Yeah, say I don't see the uh, the lion must be there in the, the rings see? at the top. Yeah, there. Oh, okay. There we are. <laughs> it's basically to the rings at the top. And the very gentle pour. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this is a nice red IPA. Mm-hmm. Steve, do you have a cup? Um, I do. <laughs> All right, and the other pour. So yes, this is a nice red IPA. It's got a white frothy head. All right. Yeah. So, uh, nice red IPA, white foamy head. Mmm. Not terribly hoppy on the aroma, but definitely a little bit of pine, a little bit of maltiness, almost a little bit of cereal. Steve's gone in for the sip. Yeah, a little malt forward, but yeah, it definitely has like the piney kind of hop mm-hmm. notes to it. Sorry, I'm a little stuffed up if you can't tell from my voice, so... He's got super sexy Steve voice. Good stuff. <laughs> I like it. All right, yeah, this is delightful. So yeah, good beer. All right. <laughs> All right, 1978's Every Which Way But Loose. Oh. This was one of the most popular movies of all time, right, Steve? We'll save that, I guess. We'll save that for later, I guess. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, start from director James Fargo. Who's he, Steve? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, He was the assistant director of uh, such classics as Andromeda Strain and Duel and High Plains Drifter and Outlaw Josie Wales. But then he became a director of his own for movies like Enforcer, which I think is the uh, second Dirty Harry movie. Yeah. Uh, This... Forced Vengeance, great title. <laughs> um, then a bunch of TV stuff like A Team and the Scarecrow, Mrs. King, and Hunter, and even a couple uh, like Beverly Hills 90210 episodes, which seems Good a little for weird. Him. Uh, the last thing he I, I showed him doing though was a 2011 movie called Born to Ride, starring Casper Van Diem and William Forsythe. Oh shit! When are we doing that movie? Steve? <laughs> Coming next week. Born two month. Anyway. <laughs> born to be wild, born to... <laughs> uh, I think, uh, written by Jeremy Joe Kronberg, uh, who basically has three movies to his credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, mm-hmm. the sequel, Any Which Way You Can. Yeah. And then uh, one he also directed in the 80s called Going Ape, starring Tony Danza and Danny DeVito. Oh, shit, what are we doing that movie, All see? starring an orangutan. He likes monkeys, what can we say? Yeah. Yeah, but of course, uh, Clint Eastwood, uh, Beverly D'Angelo, Jeffrey Lewis, uh, who we know from Double Impact. They're all all in this movie. And, of course, Clyde. Oh, and of course, his real name is Manus, or I I guess his slave name. Uh, (laughs) Manus the orangutan as Clyde, (laughs) uh, who is in all three of the the Cronberg-written movies. So, Steve, (laughs) how far into the movie is it before we find out how Clint Eastwood got the monkey? Like, how long is the monkey there and unexplained? At least 40 minutes? At least 40 minutes. Like, there was a lot... Okay, so, yeah, the movie starts out (laughs) with, like, 10 minutes of every which way but loose and Clint Eastwood driving a truck. We establish he's a truck driver by trade, and then when he drops off his work truck, he gets in his own pickup and drives home. 
Oh, say first you stopped by the bar with those super oh, tiny right. beers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they were like four beer. ounce glasses, it looked yeah, like. Yeah, he gets like a taster glass of beer. Like his hand is like bigger than the glass. <laughs> the lady next to him is drinking a much bigger glass of beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, so he gets a sippy cup of beer. Uh, he eats a couple of peanuts and then just takes a handful of them and starts to walk out. And this is where we get from our trailer there, the guy picking the fight with them. This squirrel is trying to steal peanuts. Yep. And, and it's so, like, everybody there knows his name, so who is this guy picking the fight with him? Because obviously he does this regularly. Oh, it, uh, it's Big Al. Like, he's been there before and stuff, too. I think it was just the day where Big Al was like, hey, I'm going to stand up to him. Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy yeah. eating the free peanuts at the bar, yeah. paying for a beer. I'm not paying for your lunch and snacks and shit. Yeah. Uh, so, Them's my peanuts. <laughs> so Eastwood does uh, what Eastwood would do, and... Punches him. Yeah, yeah, punches him once, knocks him the fuck out. With a handful of peanuts. Yeah. Basically, it just helps him shell all those peanuts. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Mm, that's pretty good. But remember, he takes a handful of them home. Yeah, he does. Because this is how we're introduced to his best friend and confidant, Clyde. <laughs> good old Clyde. By the way, what is Eastwood's name in this? Philo Beto. P-H-I-L-O. Yeah. Like, Philodo. Yeah. Okay. His dad was a rambling patisserie chef. It's short for Philomena. <laughs> by, by the way, the movie Philomena starring Dame Judi Dench, not the same person. Not the same character. Oh, no, no, no. It's totally the sequel to this movie. Mm, she's more like uh, Eastwood's mom in this movie, I think. Uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it's uh, his original name was Puff Pastry, but they decided Philo was... Good old Puff Pastry Meadow, they used to call him. <laughs> We'd pick up fights anywhere for money. Change his name to Philo, because it's a little more manly. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so yeah, he goes home. Uh, we meet. It's it's his brother? No, it's like, okay, Orville, played by Jeffrey Lewis. Who has a different last name. Yeah. Has the same last name as the mother. The mother, yeah. So I, I had to look it up because I was confused. The internet is divided as to whether they're best friends who happen to live together Eh? Confirmed bachelors, yes. Um, or if they're brothers from different dads. <laughs> kind of the general consensus seems to be that they're brothers from different dads, which is why they have different last names. I like my but, fan theory okay. of Philo's parents didn't love him, and so he's always kind of like lived at his best friend's house, and so he still yeah. just does and well, helps it, him pay rent. And that's the kind of, like, I, I don't know, a relationship you kind of get off of him, too, in this movie. Because the mom's just... She's a, a crotchety old woman, She's uh, foul-mouthed, and can't see for shit, but still trying to get her driver's license. So this is how we're introduced to her, is her and, uh, what's his buddy's name? Orville. Orville. Her and Orville pull up and, fail my goddamn driver's license test again. I should have brought my wig. They think I'm too old because I didn't bring my wig. Hey, mom, maybe it's because you didn't wear your glasses. That's bullshit. It's because I didn't wear my wig. By the way, I want to live in a time where people are too old to drive. Right? By the As way, someone who lives the, specifically in this neighborhood. <laughs> based on the age of Clint Eastwood and Orville, she's 62, maybe? Yeah, maybe that. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's about 40 years younger than Eastwood is now. <laughs> yeah. In real life, they're probably about the same age. He's they just probably taking better are. care of her, his, his skin. Where his skin's more of a, a well-worn leather, whereas mm. <laughs> full preservatives, whereas hers is more of like a puff pastry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little crackly on top. Yeah. But light and fluffy. Flaky almost. <laughs> yeah. Um, Not stodgy. <laughs> but we still haven't met Clyde quite yet because okay. uh, we have Philo going into a tool shed to, <laughs> I don't know, get a wrench or something to help fix the, a car. 
And then, boom, an orangutan jumps out of nowhere and fucking attacks him, like Kato <laughs> and the Pink Panther. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, Clyde, why did you do that? Uh, you're getting craftier in your old age or something. Yep. It's like, uh, you just got attacked by an orangutan that we haven't yeah. been introduced to yet. Oh, <laughs> Steve, if I understand the way apes attack correctly, Clint Eastwood now is missing his genitals, his hands, yeah. and his face. That, that was that was the first fight. Oh, I see. That's why that's why Eastwood's such a physical specimen in this movie, because his testicles have been ripped off. He's essentially a eunuch, but he's got that pure protein pumping in his system. See, that's not how it works. Is that not how it works? Damn it. and squishy because they don't have the testosterone. Mm, never mind then. Maybe he ripped no. off Clyde's testicles and ate Eighth? them and oh, got ape strength testosterone. That explains so much, because Clyde that, is basically a woman the rest of this movie. That's that's how come Tarzan's so strong. <laughs> ape testicles. My god, it's all it's all it making up. sense. <laughs> it's April, Steve. And panther testicles. Yeah. Or, yeah, Steve, if you eat the testicles of a panther, panther, you get its strength. Everybody's all focused on the heart. That's bullshit. Yeah, that you was that, that was goodness. also in the original draft of Highlander. It's <laughs> <I got up laughs> like, all right, all right, all right, all right. That's why it's let's, called the let's, quickening. Let's, let's yes, exactly. <laughs> let's, let's compromise here. Let's say we decapitate them and get their power, no. not castrate them and get their power. But then, what does the quickening have to but do? But that with has anything? nothing to do with the Scottish law. <laughs> why do you think the water kilts? Well, see, that was only for show. In battle, they'd use a full a full sequin ball gown to blind their enemies. It's fact. I've heard it. So speaking of blinding enemies, <laughs> we then go to Philo's uh, part-time job where he uh, basically just joins little random fight clubs at construction sites. Yeah, fight club. It's the same fight club from... Um, Hard Times? And the, the John Carpenter one with the sunglasses. Oh, They Live. From They Live. It's the same fight oh, and, from They Live. And Machete. Yeah. And many, many, many... Any prison movie? Yeah, yeah. Pr- yeah. Where do I find these? I, I know the first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk club. about Fight Club. We've already broken the first rule, so all, we can't come back. All I gotta do is say, like, look, where's it on the meetup page? <laughs> Steve, we've already broken the first rule. We're not, a, we're not welcome back. Yeah. They're definitely, like... Uh, a zero tolerant tolerant society. <laughs> <laughs> the only rule is there are no rules except for don't talk about it. All right, all right, I get it. <laughs> so yeah, so Milo uh, gets in a couple fights, wins a couple bucks, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, um, who is it mentioned that he fights like? Oh, Tank something. Uh, he fights just like well, I like Tank Wilson out of Denver or something like that. Yep. Like that's it, really early. By the way, okay, so at this this Fight Club thing. You know, they circle around, Eastwood beats the guy, whatever, and then the orangutan comes out and, like, they, like, hold hands and walk away. Mm-hmm. It's at this point I had the thought, what if this ape is imaginary because nobody reacts nobody, to a fucking orangutan at a fight club? Him. No, Orville hasn't even acknowledged him at this point. No. Nobody, I was really hoping it was all going to be Eastwood's solution. Uh, I was like, this is going to be, like, a Sixth Sense twist at the end where it's like... <laughs> Yeah, the reason Philo wasn't a real boxer, because uh, he took one too many in the noggin. <laughs> and he sees an imaginary ape. <laughs> but that's what makes him such a good fighter. That's right. Fights for that ape. <laughs> and then towards the end, Clyde starts going, You're an animal, Philo! You're gonna eat lightning and crap thunder! <laughs> There's a training montage. Yeah, it's gonna He's be got great. a stogie the whole time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Nothing funnier than a monkey smoking. The monkey smoking is always funny. <laughs> So then they go to uh, 
go to a bar where Mel Tillis is playing. Mel Tillis of uh, Smokey and the Bandit yeah. fame and country western music and actually a pretty good performer. I, like, yeah. Like the, the, there, there are some long musical breaks in this movie. The music's great. The I music's like it. fine. It might be the, um, the editing that could use some work. Yeah, yeah, it is a full two-hour movie, if I remember right. Yeah. It was like two and a half, I think. Philo and Orville, they're they're basically trying to get some strange in a bar. You know, yeah. they're they're hitting on girls. Uh, there's the one girl from USC who is a total bitch. Oh, such a bitch! But uh, but they got her back because uh, when she excused herself to go to the bathroom, they put Orville's dentures in her soup. By the way, who orders clam chowder at a honky tonk bar? Right? She was gonna die anyway. They saved her life. Yeah. If if anything, the dentine in there like disinfected it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. No. Her not eating that. They legitimately saved her life. She was gonna die of like red tide poisoning or something. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a thing back in the day, right? I'm sure it was. Yeah. Yeah. I remember it on cans of tuna. Eating. So tuna they fish. did something noble in this movie. Exactly. She did not take it gracefully, though. No, she did not. But to she be fair, she's out. like, I'm only at the. I'm not into honky tonk music. I'm here to confirm my theory that only idiots listen to this music. And if you're yeah. any representation of everyone else here, I'm pretty sure the general IQ of this whole place is like four. Excuse me, will you watch my soup while I go take a shit? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like word for word what just happened, right? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that was amazing. Um, but yeah, after that whole debacle... A Sorry, new... I'm going to quote another monkey movie. I guess women's lib hasn't reached this movie. <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps too much. No. But yeah, a new act comes up on the stage and it's... Uh, what was her name? Like Lynn Stanley Taylor or something like that? Something like or that. Stinsley? It, I remember her male name being something really weird. Because like, I think it's her... Because it's her... Main name. It's her maiden name. name. Yeah. yeah, it's like Lynn Henley Taylor or something like that because yeah. it's like her first name, her maiden main name, name, and then her supposed married name. Yeah, well, oh no, no, she does the one song set. She does the one song <laughs> set, and then like excuse herself to go get a yep. beer. Philo's like, "You sit, you sing pretty up there," and she's like, "Well, sailor, you want to take, take me back to my place?" Like, uh, okay. Yeah, let's do this. Orville, you're walking. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get back to her place, and it's a nice little trailer home. Mm-hmm. And oh shit! My husband's home. No, her boyfriend. Yeah, she said, "Oh, oh you okay. can come on in. My boyfriend's just asleep in there on the couch." And he's he like, "What? Your mind. boyfriend?" He don't mind. Uh, you know what? Maybe some other time. <sighs> I mean, all right, but you know, I only perform every Tuesday and Thursday, and I only do the one song. So if you don't show up on time, you're gonna miss me. <laughs> you, you cannot be late. <laughs> <laughs> you got three and a half minutes to make it. <laughs> Luckily, your eyes are so squinty, I don't think you blink. So as long as you're there, you should be fine and see me. Uh, so they went, the next day, uh, Philo's driving Clyde around the truck, and there's some yep. some Nazi bikers that pull up oh, alongside. Uh, and they're like, what, you in love with your ape? And then uh, Clyde flips them off. Yeah. As is appropriate. Oh, monkeys flipping people off is the best. I think he like threw the cigarette in there first, and then the monkey flipped him off. Right? Yeah, yeah. Something he threw something in there, and then this is when Clint Eastwood legitimately becomes a sociopath. Yeah. Oh, that's right. No. Yeah, they throw the cigar or whatever in there, and mm-hmm. and then like drive off, and Eastwood's like, "Fuck that! I'm gonna run them all over." Yeah. Cutting through traffic, driving like, through like busy city squares, yeah. off road, parking like, lots, uh, down, like the railroad into tracks. People. <laughs> 
Like, Jesus, like, he's the maniac in this, honestly. Like, the, the bikers are just being douchebags. He's the one who takes it to, like, level 11. Yeah, oh, and the bikers, like, go through the car wash to hide from him. That's just dumb. That, that was just the stupidest fuck. Like, no, no. Even yeah. if they're dumb bikers, no. We'll lose him in the car wash. <laughs> yeah, he's right on your ass. And, and here's, but here's the thing. Philo, instead of just waiting at the exit of the car wash to run him the yeah. fuck over, nope, he has to go through the car wash too. That's mm-hmm. how that's how a chase is done. By the way, I am going to give kudos to Clint Eastwood because uh, Clyde is not a full-grown orangutan, but he is not a tiny baby orangutan. He's pretty good size. The ape is basically hanging on him the whole time, and yeah. Clint Eastwood does look cool as a cucumber. I wouldn't. Yeah. That's a very powerful animal. I would not be that chill. Yeah, yeah. He he must. It's look. like brushing his hair and like touching his ears, and I'm just. I would not be that chill. I have known Izzy seven years plus now. She does that stuff to me. I am not comfortable. <laughs> I'm touching him right now, and he's super tense. <laughs> I am. I am perfectly calm and not wanting. And I am to not a par- powerful animal. No. I'm a soft, squishy little snuggle buddy. Nah, you're amazing, babe. <laughs> and then everyone vomits. <laughs> Back to the movie. Yeah. So yeah. So he chases the bikers with the bikers. Hop on a train, and he like falls and twists his knee or something. Oh, and... you forgot the part. So. He runs his truck into a ditch. They skid out on their bikes. So they're running down the road. So he steals a street sweeper, government street sweeper to try and run them the fuck down, Uh which then they go and jump on the train. So he jumps off of it and twists his ankle. Clyde is then driving the street sweeper down a dirt road, which, by the way, monkey driving large machinery. Also, great gag. I'm in. I I just want to see a whole movie where monkey like steals like a garbage truck and then just drives around smoking and flipping people off. (laughs) That's that's the movie I want to see. Make this happen, Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Bananas the Garbage Man. So, and yeah. they just created the next children's movie. <laughs> Watch out, Fast and Furious. We're coming for you. <laughs> oh, my God. Fast and Furious, but we replace everybody with different types of monkeys. It could work. Chimpanzees, orangutans, a couple squirrel monkeys in there. Well, marmosets. Yeah. Ooh, some lemurs. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know that they're technically like new old world monkeys and we're talking more oh. about new world monkeys. Oh, old and new. Bring them all together. Yeah, apes. If, if we can bring The Rock and Jason Statham and Kurt Russell all together. I obviously, mean, The Rock is going to be a silverback and that's going to be difficult on set, but it's going to look great on film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do not envy the trainers, <laughs> but it's going to be work out great. The question is, Steve, you're, I think you're the best person suited for this. Okay. What type of vehicle is a Silverback going to physically be able to get into? You know, it's got to be like a Ford Extended Cab or something. So basically everything The Rock already drives in the Fast yeah. and Furious franchises? Like... Yeah, yeah. Well, the best part is, like, one hand he'll be using the steer of the wheel, <gasps> the other hand he'll be, like, pushing the pedals with. A Humvee. Oh, shit. Silverback and a Humvee. <laughs> <laughs> From the makers of Hobo with a Shotgun comes... Gorillas in the Humvee. Yes. So any which way? But so ways. anyway, yeah. So they get back. Uh, they get back home. This is where we find out that uh, apparently Philo won Clyde in a fight. Yeah. Apparently at a circus or something. No, no, no. It was a desert zoo, like a roadside attraction, uh, and he felt oh, bad yeah, for yeah, him yeah. being in a tiny little cage. So he had to fight four guys. 
Yeah, yeah, four guys at once. That's right. Yeah, four like, guys right. at once. Because otherwise, it wouldn't be a fair fight. He had to put two dirt bikes and his truck up against uh, Clyde as collateral as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. We found out at uh, at uh, the diner where he's talking to uh, Lynn and Orville's there, and then uh, a couple of the a couple other bikers come and are starting shit there at the diner. Yeah. And uh, basically, they they pick a fight with Philo, and he's like, "All right, let's take this outside then." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Lynn and Norville are basically in there, like, "Does he do this all the time?" And they just like hear in the background and kind of see shadows in the windows <laughs> of like, pshaw, pshaw, pshaw. <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, he kind of does this every once in a By while." Way, that's a great scene. I love that gag in movies too, where like you can't see what's going on, but you you know what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. But you forgot the part of the way they. Uh, so they sent a beer over to the table for Lynn. And oh, then Clint yeah. Eastwood drinks <laughs> it. Right. So then they had to come over and they were like, they lift up their shirts on their arms and were like, so do you know what this is? And Clint Eastwood's just like, looks like a tattoo to me. Yeah. Then the other one does it to uh, Orville and is like, do you know what this is? And he's like, yeah, I, th- I think it's a tattoo. I'm just not that familiar with him. <laughs> By the way, Orville playing dumb, so good. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, it's a spider, because we're part of the spiders. I'd have been like, then, oh, you got matching tattoos? That's so cute. <laughs> By the way, Steve's commentary on this. I should have been recording it. It was great. This entire movie <laughs> is a frolicking gay romp. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, so yeah, so they wanted to take Clint Eastwood outside for drinking that the the beer they sent over to the pretty lady. Yeah, but uh, Eastwood ends up beating the crap of, out of them off dumps screen. A, dumps them both in a garbage can. And then we cut to a little later, and the all the bikers are back at like a, a meeting in somebody's living room or wherever the hell, and they're like, "Oh, what's going on here? You say you say you guys got your butts whooped by this guy, and you guys got your butt whooped by this guy. Well, let's go find out who he is and let's beat him up. Yeah. Well, see, this is how we got the. Uh... Oh, that's right. They stole his bu- the bikes. That's he, right. He took the That's bikes. Right. Yeah. So you forgot um, the scarf the leader is wearing. He is wearing that is like full length silk oh, yeah. scarf, like the the like World War One Red Baron type scarf. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And looks fucking majestic in it. But yeah. And then yeah, they've got like the picture of Hitler on the wall. And yeah, they got little SS patches on their arms mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's like okay, all right, we got it. Yeah, so from what we understand, Clint Eastwood has four bikes now, because he's got the two from the guys at the diner and the two from the guys who jumped on the train. Yeah. So finally, yeah, sold the bikes, got money, mm-hmm. and then... <sighs> oh, that's right. So there was a conversation he had had with Lynn. She's trying to get $7,000 so that she can buy her own club in Denver. By the way, Steve, if we could buy a club in Denver for $7,000, how fast could you get $7,000 together? Pretty quick. Could you buy, like, possibly by the end of the week? Yeah. Yeah, If probably. it was, like, Steve, I can buy, like, our own, like, shop front. Buy oh, it. yeah. That's more like a month's rent out here, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah, we cut to Philo giving, giving Lynn seven grand. Yeah, well, and the, the whole dynamic with Lynn and Philo, I knew from the beginning, like, she's bullshitting. Oh, yeah, she well, because totally every time they go to get, him. like intimate it's always like oh i have to get home my boyfriend's gonna get mad he's gonna hit me yeah and he's like well fine let me fight him i can take anyone no 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 i just like i need to wait for the right time it's just not the right time yeah and, and then like this thing where he gives her the money or whatever she's like actively like trying to avoid or like they just like 
he casually drives by her and like damn near runs her off the road or whatever. And yeah. then it's like, yeah, here's the $7,000. Like, wait, you're just handing her a shit ton of cash? Yeah, this girl you've met four times, maybe? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah. was not real bright. Yeah. Oh, um, and did, have we mentioned this is all happening in Los Angeles? Oh, yeah. No, we did. Yeah, all these uh, bikers and uh, trailer park people and all that. Yeah, it's in the, the suburbs of L.A., apparently. I wasn't around in the 70s, but, you know, if you could have a trailer home on the beach in Malibu like Rockford, I, 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 yeah. there's probably a lot of them around there. So we cut to, like, the next day. Uh, Philo goes to see Lynn uh, at her trailer home, uh, but her lot's empty. <gasps> and what? so, shocker. She stole your shit and drove yep. away. But he's like, oh, man, maybe she just couldn't get me a letter or tell me and just had yeah. to leave in a moment's he mu- notice. He must have made her leave super quick, so I'm going to go rescue her. Yeah. Well, that's right. She even left a note and stuff, and it was like, I got to go quick. All right. It was nice meeting you. Bye. Bye. Where it's like, okay, obviously she just took your shit and run. You're like, no, nope, I got to go find her, make sure she's okay. It's like... Okay, cool. If you're going to find her to get your money back, I understand that completely. Yeah. Nope, he's going to go win her love because he can't stop thinking. Oh, that's right. Because that night he goes to the bar and gets in a fight with the, the the guys at the bar because he's a little pissed yeah. or whatever. And someone said, said or he like bumped into somebody and they're like, you need to apologize. And he's like, <laughs> fuck your face, plow. And then everybody jumps in and he beats the shit out of them. Then we find out they're cops. Yeah. You better call the police. They are the police. Oh, shit. I got to scram. And so that's when it becomes quick. Like, you know, I should probably find this Lynn person. Uh, mm-hmm. I think she's in Colorado. So maybe I should leave the state for a while. <laughs> <laughs> right. By the way, it's him, Orville and Clyde, just hopping into a truck with a little camper thing in the back and going off to Colorado. Sweetie, what happens to Ma? Ma gets left all alone. All They're the leaving fuck alone. old lady all alone. All alone, and there's cops and bikers after them. Yep. That was kind of a dick move. All right, so they're so they're heading east towards Colorado. They come up to a little roadside produce place, um, and that's where we're introduced to Beverly D'Angelo's character, Echo. Echo. Yep. So she's selling lemons on the side of the highway. Yep. Which seem to turn into oranges sometimes and then go back to being lemons but whatever we're gonna skip we're gonna skip that part <laughs> we'll just say produce some, yeah some so sort she's of produce. produce on the side of the road cute little curly haired blonde gal uh they stop i'm assuming to get 15 pounds of oranges for clyde yeah uh and basically orville's like you're pretty want to come with us he's a super creeper too oh he's super creepy oh and he scares off an old lady who's buying produce and being kind of a bitch about it yeah to say she had like syphilis or something like that maybe but also echo's a terrible sales girl she's like weighing the stuff and she put like yeah she's not doing anything right yeah uh but yeah orville basically like hey you want to come with us (laughs) and uh, i love how like eastwood just like gets into the gets into the truck sees beverly d'angelo you know riding in the middle looks over at orville orville's just like yeah he's like all right starts the truck and just drives off (laughs) (laughs) by the way immediately starts drinking and driving. <laughs> exactly. Because he gets a beer from uh, Clyde in the Clyde back. Clyde hands <laughs> him a, a beer over his shoulder. By the way, they do not mention to poor Echo that they have a monkey in the back of their nope. van. <laughs> they do not. Yeah, they stop somewhere for food, and the bikers catch up to him, and they decide to scram. And yeah, he 
he backs up into a couple of the bikes and then drives through a bunch of them. That's right. And then there was like another car that came through and like yeah, clocked a couple something. more. It was a very small scene. Yeah. But yeah, so the cops question Ma and basically like, you know, we're some happy. I don't know. They just up and left and went somewhere without me. Can you believe I can't get my driver's license? Them some bitches. Right. And so they're like, yeah, that's great, ma'am. Okay, bye. And then the bikers come. <laughs> Uh, to talk to Ma while she's on the porch. <laughs> and sweetie, what happens from there? <laughs> yeah, so they come to hassle Ma, and she's not, she's fucking over it already. So she goes and gets her fucking shotgun. Yep. And she starts shooting bikes. Starts shooting bikes, and they immediately explode into fireballs. They and- do. And basically everybody ducks and covers. One of the bikers crashes into the porch and takes out one of the uh, the corners of the porch. And she basically tries to blow his head off and blows that bike up. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Ma really puts the fear of God in these guys. So they're down to like, they're down to the uh, the trike and one of the bikes with like a, a sidecar. Yeah, yeah. There's only like three or four cars for like... Yeah. Eight bikers or something so at this point. they're all piling on yeah. and riding bitch. And <laughs> yeah. And then we find out, uh, basically over the next couple of scenes, this movie's basically a rom-com about a man and his ape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him, him and Clyde are in love. Yeah. So is this when the cops decide to go to Lynn's trailer park? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so the cops show up. They have to wake up the, uh, the super confused guy who owns the trailer park, who's like, oh, she done left. Where'd she go? Well, she's gone. Well, where did she go? I don't know somewhere where she else. went. She went somewhere else. I know she said she was from Denver and she wanted to go home. Ah, uh, thank you for finally helping. Bye. Yeah, yeah, and then, of course, the bikers show up and are like, so where's Lynn? Man, boy, you're the third person to come asking about her. I don't know if she got around that much. And they go to hassle him and the leader of the gang's like, you know what happened the last time we hassled an old person? Yeah. Let's just leave this guy be. <laughs> <laughs> Smartest um, decision they've made thusly. But then uh, Philo and everybody gets to Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a montage of Philo taking Clyde to a burlesque show. Yep. And then another one. And yep. then a couple strip clubs. They hit every cat house in Denver. Yep. And because the, they're looking for Lynn. And that's where she's going to be, apparently, right? Well, or Steve, or I just because. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. We got You got to take the ape to the strip club. And they get the scene of him not wanting to leave, and you gotta lead him out by his hand. Yep. By the way, ape drinking beer, this entire montage, he has oh, a beer yeah. in his hand, great, right? Oh, absolutely. And, it, and it's all capped off when they both get back to the uh, the motel room or whatever they're staying at, and drunk Clint Eastwood shows up, and he's basically like, I know what we need to do. Clyde's so lonely. We need to get him laid. That's just, that's just, he needs to get laid, then he'll be happy. Poor Orville and Echo are just like, we just want to fuck, oh my god, and make yeah. me sleep. Yeah. Uh, Alright, go get your ape laid, where are oh, we going? Oh, that's right, this is in Albuquerque. That's right. That's right, because then they go to the Albuquerque, Albuquerque Zoo, zoo. <gasps> and uh, I assume mission accomplished? They break into the zoo, they go over to the ape enclosure, and he's like, have at it. By the way, does it matter if they have male or female apes? No, not really. Does it matter that they even have orangutans? Not really. Yeah. Clyde's going to get some and then he's going to leave. Because yeah. he's a rambling man, just like his daddy. Indeed. <laughs> uh, but they also, when they're in like Albuquerque or Santa Fe or whatever, they realize, well, we're running a little low on cash. If we're uh, going to get food and gas before we get to Denver, we got to find some action. So they go to the meatpacking 
Fight Club, because yeah, apparently so that's a thing. This is where Orville becomes uh, Clint Eastwood's manager? Yeah. But Orville Boggs. That's, yeah. th- th- this is where we find out, wait, his last name's Boggs, his last name's Beto or Beto or something. Beto. Okay, okay. So they're buddies or brothers or does it matter? Not really. Yeah, but he, uh, basically Philo's matched up against this, uh, like, Muhammad Ali wannabe, just a really big guy, yeah. uh, you know, doing the whole, like, dance, dancing, shucking and jiving, looking like Apollo Creed, and basically Philo whips his ass. Yeah. They say, oh yeah, this guy's went up against Tank and did pretty good. Like, oh really? All right, this would be a good competition. But he whoops his ass. <laughs> but uh, By a man who's fucking a monkey. Yeah. Uh, oh, he totally fucked that monkey. He fucked that monkey. Yeah. I'm sorry, ape. ape. We're being a Yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. He's, <laughs> he, he's an ape banger. He's an ape guy. Yeah. He's the banger <laughs> of the apes. <laughs> Uh, but ba- Listen to our Mistress of the Apes episode! <laughs> yeah, so basically he wins the fight, and he's like, alright, where's our money? And the guy's like, you mean to tell me you think you're gonna walk out of here with these people's money? Yep. And so they start, like, circling like they're about to jump them, but then... A shotgun blast from Echo. 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 Yeah. No, handgun. She's got her handgun. Oh, oh that's right. That's right. It's only handgun. And for she's her. like, you give them that. Oh, she does two handgun blasts into the uh, the frozen carcass right next to all of them. And oh, it's yeah. like, I fired twice. You didn't think it was a mistake or an accident. <laughs> you hand that nice boy his money. Yeah. And this is where it's like, oh, Echo can handle herself. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they drive off. Uh, they're like a campsite or whatever. Yeah, and, camping outside of Denver. Yeah, Philo and Clyde are, you know, again, being romantic. Like, yeah. Like, with each other for warmth and stuff. Fishing, hugging, Clyde's um, giving kisses. Yeah. I think even at one point, Clint Eastwood's like, people are going to get the wrong impression of us. Yeah, walking around holding hands and kissing and shit. But yeah, they're at the campsite and Philo's like, alright, I'm going to go for a run, I'll be back. And then decides to go running down the highway, apparently. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm sure it's the closest flat road. Uh, But along the way, oh, Lynn drives by. What? She's coming back from bowling or wherever, where she's like reading her horoscope by how she picks up spares. I don't know what that whole scene was about. But yeah, Lynn's basically like, oh, hey, Philo, how's it going? And Philo's like, yeah, I came here looking for you. You left in such a hurry. I wanted to make sure you were okay. And she's I like, guess get into my truck. Yeah, get into my truck. Mm-hmm. And then they bang. Yeah. As, as is appropriate. Cash grass or ass. As tradition. <laughs> yeah. And basically I've written down, so he's just gone all day after he said he was going for a run? Yeah. I'm pretty sure everybody was pretty sure he was dead. Yeah. All right, so yeah, comes back. Uh, Orville and Echo were like fishing or whatever. And he just kind of strolls into camp or whatever. And there's like... Oh, hey, where you been? <laughs> like, he was gone for a full 24 hours. Right? At least 15. Yeah, so they go fishing. Uh, and that's when the cops have now caught up to him. And so the cops, like, get up behind uh, Philo. Or- Orville and Echo already, like, down the river on a canoe or whatever. Uh, some sort of boat. Yeah. yeah and they, then... t- they have a canoe now. And he's got all his fishing gear. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Philo gets a bite. Oh, yeah. oh, excuse me. I know I'm getting held up here and you're talking about 
digging a shallow grave for me, but I, I got a I got a big fish here. Oh, can, so can you help me? One cop comes up behind him with the gun. The other one goes around to the other side of the river to shoot him. Yeah, their their plans are not the greatest, but but yeah, basically you got this big fish, and the 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 cop that's been chasing him is like, wow, that's that's a hell of a fish, and then he gets fish slapped. Fish slapped. And so that knocks the cop out, um, and then yeah, there's the other cop running around in the woods, and he's like, I swear he was just here. And then up in the trees, it's yeah. Philo, drops down oh, on him, beats shit. the crap out of him, yeah. and then lets out the Tarzan yell. Oh. <laughs> that was the most eye-rolling moment of this entire movie, I'm not going to lie. Oh, and we cut to Orville and, uh, and Echo, who were like, oh, I guess he thinks he's Tarzan. Yeah. But yeah, so he made plans to uh, meet up with Lynn at, at dinner. Uh, so, you know, they could talk about what they're going to do and maybe get his money back. Whatever. Just just hang out. Um, spoiler alert. She stands him up. What? It must be that bo- man of hers. I'm going to go put him right. So then uh, the bikers find Lynn. And basically they set a trap to, like, meet up, have them all meet up in historic Georgetown, Colorado. Yep. And so he gets jumped by the bikers. But Orville and Echo are there, and as well as Clyde. There's a garbage truck. Yeah, there is. <laughs> and basically, while Philo's like fighting a bunch of the bikers in the mud and just beating the crap out of them, uh, Orville gets the garbage truck and puts all their bikes in the back and crushes them yeah. down. Um, and then, like the the lead biker guys, like our truck, need our bikes. Let's go get them. Oh, you sons ah, of bitches! Bitches. Yeah. And yeah, Echo and Orville get to drive around town, luring the uh, those poor bikers. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Basically, the bikers get their asses whipped. They're done, and they basically have to get towed all the way back. We'll we'll meet mm-hmm. up with them later about that. Yeah. But but Philo and Orville and everybody hop in the truck, drive <laughs> off, and then they go to where Lynn's playing at the Zanzibar. Yeah. Uh, also there, Charlie Rich. Hey, he, he comes up for a musical opening, number. He's the opening. He's actually the main act. She's like the intermission while everybody goes and gets a drink. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So yeah, they meet up with Lynn, and this is where Lynn like basically just finally just tells Philo like, "Look, I don't want anything to do with you. Why are you so stupid? Obviously, I'm just trying to steal this money and get away and and go off to the next place. That's just how I do. Why you got to be so stupid?" And he's like, "I I don't understand what." What are you talking about? I don't love you. I never loved you. Go away. So, so we can't be in love anymore? This is the problem with you. You wouldn't, you won't take no for an answer. I'm telling you no. I'm not a smart man, but I do know what love is. It's what I share with my ape. Yes. You know what? Go back to your ape. All right. Yeah. But yeah. Lynn basically like loses her shit. She's like, I hate you. I hate you. Get away from me. Oh, ah! start, that's right. She starts slapping him. Yeah. I was, I was kind of half expecting a backhand to come out. <laughs> right. But you know, Clint can take it, I guess. But then finally we come to the real climax of the movie. Yeah. Philo versus Tank Murdoch. Murdoch. Yeah. That's the name. Uh, they go to a construction site. The best part about this construction site fight club it was perfectly okay they were bringing an orangutan, but what's the girl doing here? Right? They're more <laughs> okay with the orangutan than they are with uh, Echo. 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 Yeah. Yeah, so he fights uh, Tank Murdoch, and he is just whooping his ass. Uh, but everybody, like, like starts booing when Philo's, like, beating him down. 
And he's like, oh, that Hank Murdoch's over the hill. Oh, oh, he's just getting whooped by a younger guy. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, he's not our hero anymore. And he's so, the worst. Yeah, so Philo basically puts his arms down and is just like, yeah, hit me. And then, like, lets Tank, like, pop him a couple times in the face. And then yeah. he goes down and stays down. So Tank wins. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. You didn't win. And you don't get any money. All right. Cool beans. Yes, they drive on back to California. And then we get uh, Maude, the DMV. She uh, finally puts her glasses on. Spoiler alert, she gets her license. Hey, oh, will you forget, she flirts with the guy at the DMV, so he also lets her read from a different chart. Oh, yeah, yeah, true, too. And then they give little longing glances at one another. And and then, uh, yeah, well, they're driving on their way back, and they see the uh, bikers getting towed, and they're all like four deep on all the bikes and stuff getting towed and yeah and then we get every which way blues. oh they also get passed by the police officers whose trucks get oh towed. that's right that's right everybody's getting towed everybody's getting by the way getting towed past them so they're driving 35 miles an hour down the freeway yeah but babe every which way but, but loose roll credits every which way blues. would you recommend this movie Yes, because I know everybody has heard of it. Yeah. And you just have to experience it. This movie's fucking it's, crazy. It's a Clint Eastwood with an ape movie. Clint Eastwood. There's a sequel to this. And then, you gotta watch this movie because cause then you go, oh my god, this has a sequel. Mm-hmm. More of that coming up in Fun Facts. Fun Facts. Yeah, check it out. Why not? If, you, if you've if got it around, it's it's worth a watch. It's If you like Smokey and the Bandit, you'll yeah. like Every Which Way But Loose, period. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we have fun facts. Oh, they're good ones. More beer. Yeah, they're better ones. And what we learn from every which way, which way but loose. You're turning me every which way but loose. Yeah. Hey everybody, you like listening to podcasts, right? Well, what if I told you that you could get paid to listen to them? Well, with this new PodCoin app, that's exactly what you get. Uh, you can listen to everything I learned from movies or any and all of your other favorite podcasts. And the whole time you're earning pod coins that you can donate to charity or exchange for gift cards to places like Amazon and Starbucks uh, for something you'd be doing anyway. Just download PodCoin in the App Store. And as an added bonus, if you sign up with a special code Steve Izzy, you get 300 pod coins just for signing up. I use it for all my podcast listing now, and it's great. I'm already well on my way to Amazon gift card. Cha-ching! Uh, so yeah, download the PodCoin app. Use the code SteveIzzy, and you're already 300 pod coins ahead of the game and using a great podcatcher. Check it out today. I'm Nick. And I'm Justin, and we can't believe it's already time for the 2019 live stream for The Cure. Thanks to our amazing peers, listeners, and supporters. Last year, we crushed our goal of $5,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. The Cancer Research Institute is funding research into immunotherapy to create a future immune to all forms of cancer. Every single cent we raise goes to them. And they're also rated over 92% on CharityNavigator.org. This year, we're aiming our sights even higher with our most ambitious event to date. Join us May 17th through the 19th on twitch.tv slash epicfilmguys for 40 hours of live content from us and other amazing shows who will join us to try to reach $7,500. 
please visit www.livestreamforthecure for more information or to find out how you can be a part of the event. Together, we can make a difference. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it. So you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. No big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking. You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, Also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No, but I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T, Heemcast. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those commercials keep getting better and better. In fact, I dare say those might be the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. It's true! <laughs> oh, and also, we have a little, little bit of an announcement. Do we? Yes. What? Yeah, this Thursday is our first uh, quote-unquote live show hey, at the what? New Parkway Theater in Oakland, California. Woo! We're uh, proudly presenting The Fifth Element. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah gonna... we fucking are. <laughs> we do a nice little uh, intro show. Uh, there'll be lots of swag and trivia and all yeah. kinds of stuff going on. Um, I think it's only 10 bucks a person. So, yeah, come on out. It's uh, Thursday, April 18th. We'll be there starting at 7 for trivia night. And then at 9, 9.30, I think, is the movie. My mom's going to be there. Right. You uh, can Diana. Eat Izzy's mom. Yeah, Izzy's mom's going to be there. Some of our friends. Diana from Happily Ever Aftermath, yeah. I think, is going to be there. It's going to be a show. Clarissa and Andrew from The Lost uh, Demolition yeah, yeah, Man Yeah, The Lost episode. episode you guys know nothing about. Oh, yeah. my God. We lost an episode of Demolition Man, and it was so sad. We're going to have to do it again. But the people who are on it are going to be out there, and it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, so who wants some fun facts? Fun facts. are super fun facts, because they're fun, fun facts. Babe, this movie had a $5 million budget. Oh, really? How much do you think it grossed hmm. in the 1970s? Keep that in mind. Yeah, 1970s. So it's like 47 cents to go see a movie? Yeah, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, I mean, everybody's outraged the gas is up to 75 cents a gallon. So I'm going to say $7 million? $106 million. What? $106 million. Did Star Wars make that much money? Star Wars, which came out the year before, uh, made about twice that, but half the money Star Wars made, this, this movie, movie made. This is why people have to watch this movie, because they're going to be like, yeah, that's the whatever, so they've already set a standard for movies making a bunch of money. No, watch this movie. And they're going to be like, wait, people went back to see this movie? People told their friends to see this movie? Yep. People... Uh, recommended this movie to the friends to be fair we well, just recommended this movie to our friends but well uh, another fun fact fun fact Clint Eastwood was advised to do this movie on the heels of Smokey and the Bandits runaway success the year before 
by the way, Smoking the Bandit made almost $200 million in 1977 yeah, it did. on a similar budget. Yeah, it did. Yeah, the same year Star Wars came out, which is crazy. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so, yeah, after adjusting for inflation, this is the biggest hit of Clint Eastwood's career. It totally fucking is, isn't yeah. it? Absolutely. Guys, Clint Eastwood Monkey Movie is his highest grossing film. <laughs> this was also, this is the real one that really blows my mind. The first film to have an opening weekend of $10 million or more. Yeah, gotta yeah. set that standard. Have to set the standard. Yeah. This movie pretty much changed cinema. This, this is a benchmark movie. This is an ultimate trivia question movie. This is the Infinity War of its time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Steve, put it in context. And then Endgame would come a year or two later with Any yeah. Which Way You Can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously a sequel was made. Um, also, apparently there's a movie currently in pre-production. What? Called Any Which Way They Come. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, apparently the same writer, uh, Jeremy Joe Kronberg's in it. it looks He's like, still it looks, alive? That's a yeah. fun fucking yeah, fact. Yeah. yeah, or his estate, I don't know what, but yeah. It looks like it's a low-budget like indie thing they're trying to get off the ground. Yeah. Hence the pre-production, but... Yeah, so there might be something uh, with a monkey and an MMA fighter or something coming up shortly. You know what? I'm going to say one of the Hemsworths and a monkey on a road trip. There you go. Possibly through the Australian Outback, just to keep budgets low. Yeah. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Also, according to the book Clint Eastwood, Hollywood's Loner from 1992, uh, Eastwood called Clyde the Orangutan one of the most natural actors I've ever worked with. But you had to get him on the first take because his boredom level was very limited. All right. Yeah. You know what? He is a very natural actor. I've heard the same. Nothing artificial. I've heard the same thing said about Charlie Sheen. (laughs) One of the most natural actors I've ever worked with, but you really have to get him on the first take because his boredom level is very limited. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's many actors. Yeah. So, sweetie. Yes, Steve. What did we learn from every which way but Lou? That I enjoy watching monkeys smoke and drive heavy machinery. But he's only allowed beer on Saturdays. Yeah, well, because otherwise we didn't even talk about that fucking scene, did we? <laughs> we really didn't. Yeah, he almost kills Orville because he, he's trying to steal Orville's beer and threatens to crush him under a car. Yeah. Yeah, that was going to get dark real quick, I thought. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I also learned... The moral of the story is you got to get the ape laid. Yeah. And Clint Eastwood just ain't cutting it. Yeah. Apparently, apparently not. By the way, I think I learned from this movie, Clint Eastwood might not be a great lay. <laughs> yeah. I mean. <laughs> Does anyone seem satisfied with him? Uh, Clyde's got to go elsewhere. Oh, Lynn's got to go elsewhere. By the way, the girl that played Lynn in this movie. Yeah. That was Clint Eastwood's uh, lady friend, I guess you could say, for a good like 20, 25 years. Good for her. Yeah, I don't know if they were ever married or whatever, but I think I, feel like the mess I think she's image. the mom of Scott Eastwood, the son. Okay. I think so. What is Scott Eastwood doing? He was in the latest uh, Fast and Furious movie, babe. Who was he? Who's he, Steve? Remember Kurt Russell's little manservant who kind of looked like Clint Eastwood, but with like the Jai Courtney haircut? Oh, that wasn't just like one of the Hems- that, that, lower, little Hemsworths? That, that wasn't Liam Hemsworth or Jai Courtney. I had to look it up. Like, oh, oh, okay, that's Scott <laughs> it was, Eastwood. It wasn't one of the minor Hemsworths as opposed to the major Hemsworths? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It wasn't Squinty McSquinterson? No. 
But yeah, that's that's what he's up to. He's been in that and I assume other things. Alright. <laughs> Go Scotty. So yeah, babe. Anything else we gotta gotta let people know about? Any uh, special promotions or sponsors or? Yeah, we have a couple of them. So uh, (laughs) if you're looking for Mother's Day gifts, it's not too late. Uh, I have a whole bunch of really fantastic art, enamel pins. I can do some little tiny custom trading card size pieces of art if you want to give your, for the mom who just wants a little art in her life. All at untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. All kinds of fun stuff. Hell, I can even write a cute little note to go with it. There you go. We also have a fun promotion with Frankie and Murr. They do aromatherapy made fun. All of their sprays and roll-ons and blends, everything's made with real essential oils. They have silly names like Spray the Bitch Away, their best-selling product that actually is also super good for menopause and PMS. And they smell fantastic. Uh, If you use promo code UNTIDY... U-N-T-I-D-Y, right? Yep. Yeah. If you use promo code UNTIDY, you get 15% off and we get a little off the back end. Woo! Woo! Support the show. Get an awesome Mother's Day gift, depending on how good a sense of humor your mom has. If she has no sense of humor, or a man or anybody who does not have a good sense of humor, the purple people (laughs) pleaser is just lavender. Because when in doubt, use lavender. It's great, and it's also good for those people who... You know, don't have a good sense of humor. We love the 40 Winks. The 40 yeah. Winks for you. That's good it's stuff. lavender, chamomile, vetiver, and frankincense. It smells super great. And it puts Steve and Mr. Pickles to sleep in about half an hour. About that. And, I, and I'm, this week with the cold and stuff, I've been using the uh, Staying Alive stuff. And that's kept me from getting, like, super snotty all over the place. Yeah, the, the Staying Alive is actually antimicrobial. And it smells super good. It does, yeah. It's like rosemary and rosemary cinnamon clove lemon oh, and eucalyptus okay. cinnamon that's pro- oh okay yeah yeah, that's it. yeah so it's a thieves blend mm. and knock on wood i don't have the cold just yet but yeah. steve does and yep. we almost share pillows keeping it contained yeah <laughs> yeah hey, and of course you can uh hit us up on twitter facebook and instagram at eilf movies that's everything i learned I from movies. movies uh check us out on podcoin uh, we've done enough promo stuff um yeah yeah, show this Thursday. Woo! Uh, so yeah, until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Night, everybody. Every which way but lose, you turn me. Every which way but lose. Inside the fire's burning me. In my mind, you just keep burning me. Every which way but lose. Baby, there's no excuse